Welcome to Social Justice Matters, a podcast from Social Justice Ireland. Yesterday, on the 12th of May, we launched our study on a basic income pilot for the arts sector. Sean Healy, CEO of Social Justice Ireland, presented on the history of a basic income and how we've got to where we are. I presented on why a basic income is a good idea. And Sean Ward, a member of the Social Justice Ireland board, presented on our proposed model. We also had responses from Angela Dorgan, CEO of First Music Contact and Chair of the National Campaign for the Arts, and Michael Taft, economist with SIPTU. Today's episode will cover Sean Ward's presentation on the basic income model itself. We hope you enjoy it. Okay, so what I'm going to do today is present a proposal from Social Justice Ireland, which is designed to aid the rollout of the pilot. Now, it's worth saying that we have a major opportunity at the moment. Never before have we had a commitment in the programme for government to actually run a pilot. Never before have we had a group of people, that is to say artists, who actually want to participate in the pilot. And uh, on foot of that report from the Recovery Task Force. And in, in putting this bef- before you, we welcome all comments and suggestions for improvement. OK, so we think there's a threefold purpose of the pilot. Firstly, to provide a secure basic income. Secondly, to adjust and develop the UBI model in the light of experience. And thirdly, to assess the potential of UBI as a permanent scheme for artists and also for extension across society. Okay, so we now go on to the outline of of what the model would look like. Okay, and this is the, the bones of my talk today. We're going to cover a lot of ground. We're going to cover eligibility, the payments, the implications for social welfare entitlements, the income tax that will be payable, implications for spouses, the number of participants, the likely cost, evaluation, legislative changes, governance, proposed timeline and conclusion. Okay, so there's a fair bit to be covered there. So we go on straight away to eligibility. Okay, now, first thing to say is that we're not experts in how to define an artist, okay? But here are some ready-made eligibility criteria which derive from the existing social welfare scheme for professional artists on job seekers allowance, over 18, habitual residents, certified member of professional organization, self-employed, and half your income must be artistic. On the next slide, we just show the, uh, the recognized professional disciplines and certified organizations in that social welfare scheme for professional artists. Okay, and then we want the next slide, which is the actual payments. Okay, so we're suggesting a four-year duration for the pilot, thus to enable the uh, the pilot to be, uh, you know, the effects to be successfully uh, monitored. Um, the level of payment is two hundred three euros a week, which is aligned with the job assistance scheme. And a particular feature of the model is that UBI is withdrawn from very high earners, and of course the reason for that is that they don't they don't actually need it. Okay, so now we look to other social welfare entitlements. And while universal basic income would replace many social welfare payments, it doesn't remove the need for many others. For example, the back to school clothing and footwear allowance. Some of these payments will be reduced and turned into supplements on top of the UBI. For example, maternity benefits, which is paid at a higher rate. These supplements will be carefully calibrated so that no one on a low income loses out. Similar considerations apply to the canoes payments, which are paid to some members of Estona. These will be reduced carefully so that low-income recipients of canoes do not lose out. 
Okay, on the next slide then, we look at the income tax PRSI USC, and we're talking about turning them into a single composite tax. Okay, so we're showing some key elements of the proposal. The single composite tax will comprise income tax PRSI and USC. The first bullet says that total income will be the sum of market income and UBI. The initial tax rate then will be very low and will not be levied when the only income is the basic income. Once the total income exceeds the basic income, tax will apply and the rate of tax will increase progressively in accordance with total income. Now, the maximum effective tax rate, no matter how high your income, the maximum effective tax rate, that is to say, the tax you pay divided by your market income will be 50%. There'll be no credits or allowances of any kind allowed in the tax system. And of course, that includes the artist exemption. And the reason for that is that, of course, um, the, the removal of these exemptions is part of, part of the way that this is funded. And lastly, the participants will be credited with Class A PRSI contributions. So how about if we go on now and look at some examples? All right, the, there are three tables here. We'll look at the first table, which is about the current system. And the first row there shows market income ranging from 5,000 up over on the right-hand side to 40,000. At the present, the tax income tax PRSI and USC are paying us on the second row, and it ranges from zero over the left-hand side up to a maximum of 8,343 on, on that table. And the net income is what's left. So it ranges from 5,000 on the left up to 31,657 if your market income is 40,000. So that's the current system, right? How would UBI look? That's the second table. We have the same market income all the way across from 5,000 to 40,000. The UBI then is 203 euros a week, which is 10,593 per annum. And we show that in the second row. The third row is the composite income tax that you would pay from 2,695 up to 16,909. And the net income is what you're left with, which is, you know, the, uh, after uh, the benefit of the UBI and after paying your, your composite income tax, you're left with 12,897 over on the left or of 33,684 over on the right-hand side. Now, the last line, the last bit of the table is, of course, this, the significant one, what's the difference? Well, if, you're, if your marketing was 5,000 euro, the difference is 7,897 euros. And if your market income is 40,000 year, the difference is 2,927. Okay, so these are examples. The, the actual paper contains further examples showing income from 5,000 all the way up to half a million. Okay, so we move on then to the next slide, which is the implications for spouses and cohabiting partners. Okay, well, if, if spouses can, if they can participate in the pilot, then both partners are treated equally in the pilot, okay? But if they're not in the pilot, well, from a social welfare perspective, they'll be treated as dependent adults. For income tax PRSI and USC, they'll be assessed individually. They'll get the single tax credit and the employee tax credit. They can avail of other tax allowances, but there won't be any joint assessment. Now, we go on to uh, on to slide 11. And uh, this is about the number of participants, okay, and the exchequer cost, okay. Um, the pool of eligible artists and performers is taken as, as 14,200. This is the number of people in the arts, entertainment and recreation sector who were in receipt of pub at the height of the first wave of the pandemic on the 5th of May, 2020, okay. Now we're not the business of deciding who an artist is, but this is, this is, this is a, a, a readily available figure. There are two options here. Under option one, 
Online applications will be invited from eligible artists and performers. Applicants will be asked to confirm that they will facilitate research of the pilot by cooperation with survey and interview requests and allowing their administrative data, such as revenue social welfare, to be used. If 14,200 eligible participants apply and are accepted into the pilot, the annual exchequer cost could be around 27 million euros. A key benefit of this option is that many artists and performers will be able to avail of the advantages of UPI. The second option, under option two, online applications will be invited from eligible artists and performers. Applicants will be asked to confirm they will facilitate research of the pilot, whether or not they are selected by cooperation with survey and interview requests. Applicants who fulfill the criteria will be selected based on the date and time of application. Quotas for age and gender will be applied so that the pilot is representative of the population. A matched comparator group will also be selected. If the pilot is 3,000 artists and performers, the annual cost will be around 5.3 million. A key benefit of this option is that comparisons are possible between those artists and performers on, on universal based income and those artists and performers who are not on based income. The next slide then is about evaluations. So two types of evaluation are proposed. The first is formative evaluation. This is about tweaking the pilot, ironing out anomalies and making administrative improvements based on the views of participants and administrators. The second type of evaluation is summative evaluation. That's about casting the cold eye. A range of variables, both hard and soft, many of them are listed there, will be monitored to assess the impact of the pilot on the participants. And the views of the participants will be very important in the summative evaluation also. Now, slide 13, the next slide is about legislative changes. Okay, so it's likely that some legislative changes will be required to facilitate the pilot. These will be identified by revenue and social wealth and social protection, and they'll be included in the finance bill and the social welfare bill as required. Now we move on to governance. Okay. We're, we're proposing that the pilot will be administered by a dedicated unit within the revenue commissioners and that the pilot will be overseen by a steering group chaired by a person such as Claire Dygan, chair of the Arts uh, Recovery Task Force, and representing the following organisations. This is subject to review and subject to agreement. The Department of Arts, National Campaign for the Arts, Department of Finance, Department of Social Protection, ICTU, Irish Theatre Institute, Revenue Commissioners, Low Pay Commission and Social Justice Ireland. And the secretaries will be provided by the Department of media, tourism, arts, culture, sports, and the Greater. We want to look now at the role of the steering group because this is really very important. What would they do? Well, the first thing they do is they'll draft the scope and the rules of the pilot for approval by the minister and the government. Second thing they'll do is they'll oversee the implementation. Thirdly, they agree adjustments to the operation of the pilot based on the uh, formative evaluations. They commission research of the pilot and they produce an annual report on the operation of the pilot and research findings. In our view, establishing the steering group is the very, very first thing that needs to be done. Okay, let's go on to a proposed timeline. Okay, suppose we wanted to go live on the 1st of January next, that's about seven months away. Following are some key milestones for going live on that date. In May, this month, we, we set up the steering group. It's appointed and commences its work. From May to July, this proposal is discussed and modified by the steering group and a memorandum goes from the Minister of Arts to the government by the end of July. From August to October, the Revenue Commissioners and Department of Social Protection prepare legislative amendments that will be required in the Finance Bill and the Social Welfare Bill. Revenue establish a unit to implement the pilot and commence IT preparations. The steering group oversees all preparations for the pilot, including publicity and engagement of researchers to evaluate the pilot 
And in November and December this year, applications are invited from artists and performers and their eligibility is assessed. And then next year and the year after, what you will do is January to December, the pilot is up and running. Minor modifications are considered and agreed by the steering group if indicated by formative evaluations. And the steering group prepares an annual report to include the results of the evaluations. In the following year, 2023, as for the previous year, summative evaluation will now have, the, have access to full year data, which would be an important uh, addition. And going on then further out in the four years, in the next uh, year, 2024, further research carried out into the implications of extending UPI across society using the results of the evaluations. That additional research will include consideration of a whole lot of variables that are listed there. But the research will also cover other areas, including the exchequer implications of extending UBI across society, the likely impact on labor supply and distributional consequences. And then we go on to look at conclusions. Well, in Ireland, as has been pointed out, both by uh, Colette and by Sean, there have been many studies, papers, seminars, and much speculation as to how basic income would work and what the effects of basic income might be. Ultimately, the biggest element in these activities has been conjecture. Like the novice swimmer, tiptoeing around the edge of the swimming pool, wondering, will I drown? Will it be cold? Will I float? Will I be good at this? The only way to find out is, yeah, you know, enter the water. The proposed UBI pilot for artists and performers provides the first opportunity in Ireland to find out the answers to many of the questions which have been speculated about over a very long period. And early and considered implementation of the pilot will be key to getting the answers. Okay, so Gormagat and anybody, any questions? We'll uh, try and deal with them. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Social Justice Ireland has advocated in respect of a basic income for decades now. So if you check out our website, socialjustice.ie, you'll find plenty of material there in terms of analysis, proposals, documents and presentations that we have drafted over the years. As always, if you have any suggestions of what you'd like to see covered in this podcast, please do get in contact with us at secretary at socialjustice.ie. Until next week, stay safe.